This is a public service announcement brought to you in part by the Prince of Botch himself. What's going on? The following show is called Life's a Botch. But I dedicate this to you, the one listening. No, 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 not the wrestling fan. I'm talking about you, the non-fan. Yeah, you, the casual watcher. Maybe you know somebody or you know of somebody. Maybe you know a name or two, but you don't really watch wrestling. If you're the type of person that doesn't keep up with it, doesn't follow it, don't care for it, probably call it the F word, you know, fake. Oh, yeah, that one. Or maybe you're the type that calls it a theatrical, live theater. Or maybe you're the type that calls it mm, just a nice rehearsal of uh, tanglements of sorts. Well, the following show is dedicated to you. So sit back. Relax, grab some popcorn, because you are about to go to school. Hey, start the show up, man. gentlemen what's going on what's going on what's going on hey it's your boy the prince of botch your one true favorite mediator you already know your boy Dwayne, and we got a really dope packed show for you on today man hey y'all already know first and foremost appreciate y'all always rocking with your boy on the life of botch podcast where it ain't just about how you mess up what you mess up in life man it's taking what you messed up with and being able to go forth with it you know what i mean that's why life's a botch baby we do that all the time so look dog hey real talk we got a real special lineup right here before you i'm talking about like black wrestling royalty right now real talking like literally first and foremost just i want you to pay attention to the fact that we all coordinated for the special occasion you know this is my black history series right now where all things is about black wrestling black culture black people in the wrestling business you know what it is man so i gotta introduce these real special people first and foremost these are guys and girls that pretty much inspired your boy to get into this business right now you know what i mean this podcast the world media field shout out to everybody in black media wrestling but these guys and girl right here let me tell you man so these guys they've been doing it for a minute man i believe just celebrating 200 episodes you know what i'm saying 200 and with that being said your boy is here to put them over because uh it's about them tonight you know what i mean so uh allow me to introduce I'm going to try to do this, like, individually as a group, man. I mean, they really a group because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know what? Let's just do this as the group, and then we'll just go one by one and let them introduce themselves to y'all because I'm the man of the intro. So the best way to put this over is, at the end of the day, man, you guys have seen them pretty much do a little bit of everything, man. They jack of all trades. You know what I'm saying? You don't just see them in the podcast industry. You see them out here in the wrestling business. I'm talking about... The only crew I know to do wrestling watch parties because the rest of these crews ain't doing it. And if they are doing it, they probably got it straight from my crew right here. And on top of that, 
not only that, man, we talking about Jobbers Slam, the creators right here, giving it to you straight. Jobber Slam too well on the way, if I do say so myself. So without further ado, allow me to introduce y'all to the greatest, most phenomenal A1 from day one crew. Nonetheless, I'm talking about none other than the team with my favorite name in the world. I'm talking about the Jabbertiers. What's happening, guys? What's up? What's I feel like up? We need that what's on what's the up? sound. We need that on like the sound bite. That was really. <laughs> I yeah, heard. that was good. <laughs> hey, hey, look. I'm here whenever y'all need me, man. Look, wow. look. So I do this, bro. Like wrestlers be hitting. Me. I'd have wrestlers like y'all on the show, man. They'd be like, bro. I need y'all to bring, I need you to bring me to the ring with an intro like that. I'm yeah. like, hey, when, when you ready? Holla at me. I be trying to tell these promoters out here, dog. Like, hey, y'all sleeping on your boy. Bring him, bring him. I got you. Get the energy and all, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, hey, introduce yourselves to the people real quick, man. You know, ladies Janelle. first. You know, you know how we do. Janelle, you, like, introduce us, please. Right. Tomorrow. That is my job tomorrow. Ooh, but oh. for those that are watching and listening, I, I can't follow up that intro. But yeah. as always, I'm Janelle um, from the HR of Javatia's podcast, along with So Wilkins and Mr. Black. And once again, the three of us compose the Javatia's podcast. So thank you so much for having us on your show during you know Black History Month, because that's what we 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 about that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know? um but no we want to thank you and um and we're honored like don't think like just because you know we've, we've been in it for some time like we're still very humble and, and appreciate all the love and support people have given us over yes, the sir. years too so thank you so much yes sir hey no thank you guys for joining me man this is a first time awesome. certainly won't be the last man because you guys are somebody i've been wanting to reach out to and bring on the show for some time now and no better time than now man i was just like you know what it's Black History Month. I want to not just talk to wrestlers. I want to talk to my Black media personalities out there. Everybody, man, because Black culture is really winning in pro wrestling right now, man. And they still got so much more to do. And I just wanted to bring y'all, this was fitting, because as a person who's also listened to you guys, um, I know how passionate you guys are about Black wrestlers specifically as well, man. I, I hear the passion all the time and I was just like man let's bring them on this platform and let's go ahead and dig into pick their brains a little bit so uh let's let's just get right into it you know before I do that though before I do that I'm gonna do a quick little segment for y'all that I call put me over you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna let the sound bite play and we're just gonna do this thing so y'all ready let's Let's go ahead and do this, man. Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? For once, I'm going to stop talking and chopping about myself, okay? You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to blab about you. I'm going to blab and I'm going to put my guy over, okay? Hey, yo, put me over. Put me over, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we put over the guests of the evening. And so what I want to do real quick is I want to talk to you guys and... To those out there, I mean, I don't know why they personally wouldn't already know who you guys are, because, I mean, you guys have, A, done this a lot longer than I have, and y'all just pretty much all over the scene. But tell anybody that doesn't already know who you guys are, who are the Jobber Tears? 
Mr. Black. I'm not going first. I'm, we're not doing that. Ladies, we're all the time. Because you know, this is the format. You lead and and, 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 and then the blanks, and it's like, <laughs> can exactly. I jump in? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is your job. Oh, no, no, Thank you, Janelle. Come on. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you, Janelle. Oh, grateful. You ungrateful hoes. Um, <laughs> so. As we said, we are at the JavaScript podcast. We've been doing it well almost what three and a half, four years now. Ooh, let's go. So um once again, we kind of started off, you know, Sir Wilkins will be doing the viewing parties here in New York. We're a New York City-based podcast. Um, but we definitely have, you know, places and markets like we've hit the South, the little bit of the mid-Atlantic. The goal this year is to definitely go out west, but uh, we've done a pretty good job here in the Northeast, our tri-state area here in New York, um, supporting mm-hmm. independent wrestling, um, supporting those we know on the independent scene. But um, our weekly podcast, we basically talk shit in 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 the most best way possible. Um, and, you know, they they are actual brothers, so they they still yes. fight all the time, and I'm always the referee. Soon, I, sh- I should have a referee shirt by now. Now that I think about it. There you go. I agree with that. Got to get her but, to wrestle. Uh, thank you. Even though I don't be wanting to be the ref all the time. But no, um, just the three of us really honestly having fun. We all have a love for wrestling. We all have a passion for, you know, getting people the recognition that they deserve, uh, whether it's on a professional level or on an independent level. Like, we've realized, like, there's just a lot of us not being represented in the industry so you know to hear like you being inspired and you know other people you know have said that to us previously um you know it just makes us more hungry and makes us want to do more for the for the community whether it's in wrestling or not um okay i'm gonna let you guys go because i don't know what else to say thank you janelle for putting us over thank you thank you appreciate it i think i think that's it yeah thank you janelle I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My humble young kings over there, man. You know, you got to love these brothers, man. Seriously, um, love the vibes, the black vibes you guys always giving off to the people. Um, The best of both worlds, you know. uh, I've heard Mr. Black and I chop up, Seth say, you know, he represents the streets. My boy Sir Wilkins representing the folks in the fit world, the wrestling world, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's just so dope how y'all, like, you know, everybody has their own niche and everybody has their own thing. Y'all form this chemistry. Um, and natural chemistry is the best. And, and I really respect yeah. that about you guys and how that just all flows uh, so naturally. So, you know, just had to have a moment to put you guys over and really just acknowledge you guys and um, out of respect, acknowledge you, you know, like real talk because man, y'all, y'all oh, doing it. it and we appreciate it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I mean, it's all about just like, Putting together talent, you understand, and yeah. we all have egos. But at some point throughout this ride, that ego had to kill the room just to just go forward with just being us as people. We had to learn. We wasn't perfect. Like we mm-hmm. had our other issues. We had um had to do a lot of mental stuff. But now we became one. It mm-hmm. takes a while. Like people don't understand forming a team does not happen overnight. It takes a lot of time. You know, just like with the Bible, with the um, um, olive tree, you got to have deep roots. And for things to work, 
your roots gotta go way deeper. So when the storm comes, all of that, we get through that. You know, such as I would reference the whole part with Noah. When um with the whole great flood, he sent the dove out. The dove came mm. out with an olive branch. Because olive tree could withstand anything. So mm. when you build a team, you gotta have the strong roots. Cause that mm. can withstand everything. And if it's not meant to happen, God's gonna cut the roof directly. Cause he knows that I know y'all I know how y'all are. Y'all gonna get deep roots. But I can't let this be disrooted because it's not part of the game plan. So mm-hmm. we just learn how mm-hmm. to just coexist and better our relationship. It's like mm-hmm. if we all in basketball, if I throw the ball, I know that Janelle's going to make that shot. If I, if I alley-oop it without looking, my brother's going to catch it. You understand? Mm-hmm. Love it. It's just awesome. called blind mm-hmm. trust. You just have to have it. That's Come it. On, you trust the connection with each other. That's Come on. Why. Come on. I love it, man. That's what I love to hear. Sir Wilkins, sir, did you have anything to add to that before we uh, get into our main set of topics and everything? Do you want to capitalize on anything your brother said? Um, it's kind of like, uh, like VR Troopers. Ooh, <laughs> ah, not the VR. Yeah. 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 So, so we're a team. Love it. Yeah. Niggas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My boy said that's so cool, so smooth, man. Like he just hey, he just like, yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to Sir Wilkins, y'all. If y'all don't already know, man, make sure y'all follow on the John Tears podcast. My boy always giving y'all coffee talk, real talk. And I love those segments, by the way, brother, because you always giving the truth. Like one time while I was on my hiatus from social media, we're gonna get into that. When I was on my hiatus from social media last month. My homeboy Gresh, shout out to my boy Gresh. He literally sent me one of your coffee talks. And this was on the situation that happened between Tony Khan and Big Swole. Now, I did not know, I was not aware of what was going on because literally like a week before, I cut myself away from the world for a while just to kind of reset. It was, it was like a spiritual journey for me, man. I just wanted to like really get back in tune with God on some things and like just kind of refresh oh, a little bit. So yeah, you know, it was it was it was just a decision, like a personal decision, just kind of like get a head start. You know, normally I do it at the top of the year anyway, but like mm-hmm. I wanted to get a jump start. So like that last week of December, I was like, all right, holiday season's over. I'm good. You know, I'll go into the new year just kind of like chilling. And mm-hmm. man, I had no clue until my boy just sent me that message and was like, I'm like, what's this? I'm like, what, what's going on? And I told him, I said, I'm like, man, I can't even get on Twitter right now, but I see it and I know my boy, Sir Wilkins, whatever it was, he told the truth. So he screen recorded and was like, I got you, bro, watch this. And I watched what you had to say. And I was like, hold on, you made me go on YouTube and be like, wait, wait a minute now. What did, what, what just happened here? What, what did I miss? And man, talk about some straight up truth where it was like, oh. What do you think about it? Man, honestly, okay, if I'm keeping it 100, I love AEW. I really do, but, like, I'm not one of those AEW marks, right? Like, I like what they're trying to do, and I like their – I feel like they're catering a little bit too much to a little bit of everybody, you know, giving you the hardcore wrestling for the hardcore fan, but then trying to give you the indie style while also trying to give you – you know, a little bit of what WWE is doing in a way, but also kind of saying they're not going to do what WWE is doing, but it's mm-hmm. it coming mm-hmm. off that way. You know what I mean? Like, because every time you turn around, I mean, we 
Cat's out of the bag, y'all. We just saw it. Keith Lee is now in AEW. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's a great thing to see. Now, what worries me is after what Big Swole said, the question is, given how many people they have on this roster already, is he going to get lost in the shuffle? Or are they going to push him to the Listen, 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 listen. Come on now. What are we going to see? Listen, Derek, Janelle, Mr. Black. Come on. Tony has no has no choice but to push him into the main event scene. <laughs> if Keith Lee is not in the main event scene in two months, throw the whole shit away. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Hot take, Sir Wilkins. Let's go. What you what? No, real let's, think, let's think about it. Let's think about it. Uh-huh. He fits exactly what Tony wants. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yeah. Right. Like he's exactly the 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 independent darling that AEW fucking like thirsts for. Mm, yeah. Okay. So why would he not be in the in the main event scene? Mm. And I'm saying this right now. If in two months you're not in the main event scene, throw the whole shit away. It just has to, for me, it has to make sense. Like, that's like, I think that's always the concern. You know, I try to give it the Mr. Black approach and give it some time. But then it's just like, realistically, if y'all don't have a game plan for him with him coming through the door the way that he did, Mm -hmm. it's not going to make sense because you have, now you, now you're talent heavy. And now you got the guys that have been with the company from day one now at the bottom of the barrel and not knowing where what's left and what's right. And their mm-hmm. contracts are slowly being expired. Come on. So I guess they said Jay White was on Dynamite. That just popped up on my thing. Too. Yeah, he, yeah, he said he was on Dynamite too. But, but I think it's more of a partnership. Yeah, like I don't, okay. I'm not too concerned about that. But with Keith, it's just like, listen, if there's not a game plan in, in position yeah. to roll him out the way that he deserves, then it doesn't make any sense because now you have you have so many other you, you have so many other big men that you haven't really done nothing with. Yeah, so now yeah, it's like yeah. you get another big guy. What big man? Wardlow. They did nothing with Brian Cage. They did nothing Brian with Wardlow. They did nothing with, with Hobbs. Jake Hobbs. Yep. Yeah, they got big men. Oh, um, oh, Archer. You just forget about them. Yeah. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's mind. that's my point though. My point is like, you know, you don't you get this big popper reaction, like, oh my god, he's all elite. Mm-hmm. But then next week, what's the what's the thing? And then the next week, what's yeah. the thing? And then the next week, yeah. what's the thing? So it's like you mm-hmm. debuting him against with Isaiah Cat. What the fuck was that about? Like Nah, nah, it shit was fire though. It shit was fire. Uh, listen. Now, listen, uh, on a personal note, I, I'm glad if he can get that little bit of a rub because it seems like they realize like that is out of the two because everyone knows in the tag team there's always that one breakout. Mm-hmm. He's the breakout out of two, and and every that's just so it's it's interesting that they've gone this route, but it's just like all right, he's done what he did this week, debut. Mm-hmm. Then what's are, are we gonna start putting the cards together because their pay per view mm-hmm. is in a matter of less than three weeks away. It is? Yeah. Evolution is that first weekend in March. Wow. It is, actually. You have this big, your first big pay-per-view of 2022 
and you're three weeks away, and yet you, you're giving away the title match with Lance and him on free TV. You debut mm-hmm. on TV, which could have been a save for a pay-per-view. But yeah. that's, once again, not my company, not my problem, but as a fan, okay. it's just like, I want it to make sense for him. Like, I'm glad he's getting, get a, get a check, boo, get, get your money, mm-hmm. be appreciated, be able to still do the things you love to do. But let's make it make sense. Don't be another just big man in this company and not do nothing. Right, but the one thing that I don't like what wrestling fans complain about is you're giving away on free TV. At the end of the day, you still got to, like, the networks are still paying them good money. And to attract people to your product, you mm-hmm. cannot, like, you have to have a big film match. Because everyone does it. Even on, even on, um, even on weekly shows, you're going to have a big guest come back. You know, always, always reference Girl Meets World. You know, the, um, the reboot of it, right? It was an episode when Sean came back. It was mm-hmm. hype. It was advertised. Mm-hmm. Do you could I give it on free TV? No, you give it what the fans want. Come That's on. how you get them to tune in every single week. People always use that terminology, but WWE used to just have a bunch of jobbers on Raw and only only prepare for the pay-per-view. WWE said, nah, we can't do that. We got to compete. This is how big matches give away on television. Yeah. WCW started that. See, but WCW's that. issue, but WCW's issue when they did that is that, and if you go back and watch like 96, 97, that's my problem with WCW. They literally did the same thing that WWE did, that WWE did in the Ruthless Aggression era. They had like six niggas on the top, and that's all who got played. That's all the people that got story time. That's all the people that got interview time. That was it. Anyone else that got any type of like TV time was just on some like either in the first hour to the cruiserweight mm. hour. Or they got somewhere in the middle, but they never main evented. Like the same guys, they rolled. It was like roller decks mm-hmm. the same niggas. So the thing with where my issue with, for example, to be honest, CM Punk and MJF shouldn't have been on regular TV. Come on. The fact that you had a forty-five minute time, you have forty-five minutes left of the show. This was your main event show. You did at least eight commercials. That as a fan, if I'm watching, I can't, I, I, it's like playing double dutch. If yeah. that was on a pay-per-view with no commercials and mm-hmm. no nothing, and you saw the match in its entirety, mm-hmm. it would, you have an, a better appreciation of the storytelling of the entire match versus you seeing pockets of it throughout 45 minutes of the remaining well, of the, the show. Pro- well, the problem, you know, with that match was, CM Punk can't go 45 minutes. Uh, no, Ooh. I get that point. That's the real one. And we all know. <laughs> we know that. So cool. But then my thing is then if you know that, then why then why do it? Listen. Granted, look at William. William can't go no more than maybe eight minutes. That's it. One that's match um, where he's gone longer than eight minutes. <laughs> the elimination chamber. If you know the person's strength and weaknesses, mm-hmm. why do the thing that's their weakest point? You know Punk can't go past 10 minutes. Why the <laughs> fuck is he going 45 minutes for? <laughs> no, it, it's the thing is, it's, it's Punk dictating the orders yeah. and producing mm-hmm. the matches. Yeah, that's where that's where that's where you have the issue, where it's him producing the matches, but 
listen, Keith Lee, I, I, I saw it. I love the way he debuted it. It was a monster debut. Mm-hmm. It looked great. He looked great. He looked healthy. He looked happy. But we want more. Yeah. Coming out of it. I don't want it. the Andrade effect. I was. I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually, as I was Andrade catching up effect. to that point, I was seeing the segment and I'm like, huh, like. Where, where are we going with Andrade with this? You know, you, you have him in the Hardy family office. And even with Alistair Black, like, you see this. I mean, again, these guys who have come, they made a big deal out of him for a while, and then all of a sudden, it's like, they're just randomized now. It's like, oh, we don't know where we're going to put them. I was even asking about... Yeah. I was asking about Miro. I was asking my group chat, like, hey, where's Miro? Where he at? You know, we were like, last time we saw him, he was in an argument with God, I think, or something, and yeah. haven't seen him since. <laughs> I was like, where is he? Oh, shit, that is a good point. You see? We didn't see him since Sammy ah. beat him. Wait, 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 wait. Out of everybody that's debuted, I think Mero has been the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because he's, had the, he's been the one with more opportunities. I mm-hmm. feel like, unfortunately, when Kip Sabian got injured, that's really when the shit took off for him. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I agree. they always seem to, whenever they debut somebody, they always either put them with a whole group of other people, and you'd be like, what the fuck going on? That's, yeah. just their, like, that's the style that they do it, yeah. That's just yeah. their style. Which is, granted, which is fine, but it's just, it leaks. To the average eye, you may be like, what the fuck is going on? Come on. Come on. And like, that's the part has, where it's like... You're right, but this is where I always say is... I've been saying this forever. Y'all so used to one style of wrestling, WWE. And a lot of people don't usually... Not you, but like if you really talk to people, people mm-hmm. who hate AEW, and you mm-hmm. ask them, do you go to any event? No, I do not go to any event. Then you will never understand it. So the certain True. thing, there's always going to be a disconnect when it comes to AEW because a lot of people been doctored only like WWE. Mm-hmm. Even like even like before AEW, right? When New Japan was all the hype, a lot of people would say, oh, I don't know who Kenny Omega is because he's not on WWE. Then they stuck to that. So it's AEW just finding their foot in style because if you look at Impact, Impact does what they do with wrestling. Some people might think that Impact is trash because they don't do it a certain style like they like it. So it's all about it's 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 many different ways just present pro wrestling. AEW is doing it. Does it come up a little confusing? Yes. Do I think Tony Khan needs somebody that who's better at putting stories together? Yes, he does. But we wasn't there for the beginning for WWE. So WWE probably had the same exact problems that AEW has. It just takes time. That's it. I can see that. I can see that. You know, time, it's funny, though, because I feel like sometimes with them, we've heard that for a while. Um, Because they've been in a couple years now, and I I know for a while, it was like, all right, let's give it time, let's give it time. But now it's like they've been around for a little minute where you got a lot of people, and it's like, you know, all of a sudden, the first gen of people is like slowly, quietly kind of pushed out to the darks, the elevations, and you're like... Jay Lethal? Oh yeah, Jay Lethal, man. I was that was a fire match with Ricky Starks. I'm not gonna lie. That, so that, that ending was was epic, you know, but it does make it you was. say, like, he pops up, big deal. Jay Lethal. 
I well, keep look at, <laughs> <saying> that. <laughs> you know, you it's it's crazy, man. It's 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 a lot to to, to process. <laughs> that nigga, like, you know, Jade Cargill. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things. Some people question: Did she get that TBS title because of? What happened with Big Swole and Tony Khan all of a sudden? But yeah, honestly, so that's the funny plan. part. I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't feel. Yeah, that, that was always the plan. Yeah, but the I thing agree. Is, though it's just it low key sometimes it's hard to subscribe to what she's what she's saying and what she's giving. Mm-hmm. Like just for me as the as the fan watching, like it's mm-hmm. like yes, I I want to root for her not only because she's a woman but she's a woman of color and mm-hmm. she's gonna get better in the ring as time goes on and blah 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 all that you want all of that stuff you do but just the actual character it is very hard for me to subscribe to i'm not gonna hold you like it's mm. just not i don't know what it is it doesn't like i, I think she's I, I can't put my finger on it but it's just like i want to support sis but mm-hmm. I can't subscribe to the character entirely yet, and I just be like, mm. so so. I don't know. I like that. I mean, like, no, 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 no. I was gonna say that Janelle, she just uh-huh. started wrestling like yesterday. <laughs> but my she's issue isn't so much the wrestling. To... But but my issue isn't her being green because no. she actually flipped it where she's like green as money because she's heard everybody call her green. I don't. That part I actually love that she did that. No, 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 it's like, it's a fact that, yeah, but it's going to take time for her to really mold that character, yes, there are people that who get it automatically, cool, Mm -hmm. but these are the people that take the time to really develop their character, even with Brock, Brock got, he got literally launched to the moon, his character then and now, it took a while. Jay is just lucky that she got a lot of good people around her to push her. Well, you so can't like, compare Brock's trajectory to her. Yes, you can. <laughs> because, like, it's, it's basically telling you that, it's, yes, you can, because Brock now someone who, is a who different actually, you, You're not listening to it all you hear, now. No. All you, all, you, all you hearing is Brock and her. Listen to how I'm doing the metaphor. The metaphor is this. When Brock first came, yes, he, he got automatic with certain stuff he didn't get. Like, for example, this is why that he quit the business, because he couldn't handle the grind. Jade, give her time, because she just started wrestling. That's mm. why. So a character is not always going to mesh well. Give mm. her time. I bet you guarantee two years from now, this whole I'm that bitch will be totally different. Guarantee. You got to mm. take people's time to develop. Let people develop. Let them and understand. But see, my issue, my, my de- thing with. But, but listen to you know, listen to you know, she's not developing on some like, I can lose math, like a dominant development. She is like, we're putting the strap on your back and you're mm-hmm. one of these women in the pillar. So yeah. there's no room for her to look bad. So she's not allowed, like, this is why she's not allowed to make mistakes. So you're mm-hmm. not always going to feel her character, but I guarantee mm-hmm. it, you can tell she's putting more and more work in it. Cause she's mm-hmm. getting more believable. She's doing all the little stuff. Mm-hmm. Give her time. Uh, I think that's one of the problems in um, wrestling nowadays, in mm-hmm. general. When, when mm-hmm. you talk about WWE, AEW, is new people mm-hmm. don't develop because everything mm-hmm. is such um, quick turnaround. Yes. 
and everything like it's it's weird because we don't get that burn that 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 we that that we need to see. Mm. The last time I saw a good burn and a good build up of a character mm. was Bianca Belair. I was about to say that, yeah. And, and, I, and I and I and I and I spoke about it on the podcast before where I didn't think Bianca was that great. I've told them, I've told them numerous times. I thought she wasn't there yet. Because she was, of the time she was in NXT, when she, there was a match that I always talk about. It was Mia Yim, Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair. I, I think two other people. It was a big match on NXT TakeOver, like lead up to NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. I think like a week later or two weeks later, like, <clears throat> Pardon me. Lacey Evans gets called up. And I think Sam Roberts said some wild shit about Bianca Belair, and it just came off racist. Mm-hmm. And um, but his thing was he 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 misspoke where he was saying she wasn't ready yet, just just yet. And she wasn't. But you constantly saw a slow burn of her character, of her inwork ability. And her and her mic skills. A lot of times now is like they put people in these in these things. It's like, yo, off to, off to the races. You might mm-hmm. fall on your face a couple times. Mm-hmm. But we're just gonna we're just gonna put you in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And Jade that my brother and Janelle are, are kind of debating about. Jade has everything, mm-hmm. but she's not protected enough. Because she gets exposed too much on national TV, mm-hmm. especially to us more hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've seen it a couple of times. She's got exposed, and that's and you know, it's a it's, there's a beauty behind that madness sometimes because mm-hmm. it, it helps her grow, mm-hmm. but sometimes like protect her. Mm. If you know what mm. I mean, mm. I don't think she's protected enough where she could grow even more. But that's but I, I was gonna add on this too is we see too much of how the how the hot dogs being made because mm. yes, we saw Brock come out the woodworks and go crazy that first year, but forget mm. he had time to develop in OBW. Mm. But with us, the fact that a lot of us watch NXT, we say, oh, they killing the NXT. They got to go on the main roster automatically. But not mm-hmm. understanding that there's different politics behind it. There's different mm-hmm. politics that have to abide, a, a culture adjustment. It just takes a while. So what Jade is, she, she look how she debuted. Shaq on TV. You understand? Because she didn't have much time to redevelop. But now, what if, like, she didn't have that Shaq match. She wasn't a nightmare family. She was putting the work in. Good. And now people are like, okay, she comes out a year. Let's say she put a year in work. She come mm-hmm. out year in. She don't tell me like, okay, she's fine. She's more developed. It's like I always say, like I said, mentioned earlier, you know, even reference the Bible, like you got to have deeper roots mm-hmm. in your things that you do. And so her developing, she developed that deep root mm-hmm. to like have that, her foundation is untouchable because you see that she's building her foundation. You see her time is getting better. You see this play by play 
as like my brother said, as the screen going on. If you just watching it as like a fan, a casual fan, you're not gonna see as much errors that we see because we watch too much wrestling. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Because if you go to your mother and show her day, she'll go, ooh, she's a ooh, that strong woman. She's money automatically. If you go to one of these like a girl who don't watch wrestling, they see her, oh shorty's strong. Okay. Ooh, yeah. she got a nice body. She's mm-hmm. give up that Meg with muscles type of look. Or the match, she probably said, all right, sir. But to us, we're more, nah, 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 nah. We don't see that. They're so critical. Oh, my God. Her northern light was slightly off to the left. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's be serious here. <laughs> but I think Janelle means more. I think Janelle means more. She doesn't connect with her personal. That, that's what I, thank you. Because that's what I was yeah, trying to I can though. see that. I can but see that. Because it's not, it's not so much, uh, for me, it's not so much the in-ring. I know the in-ring is going to come when it comes. I'm not worried yeah, about no, that. No, 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 But, like, I was not For me, it's Janelle, like, you sitting here saying, but you, but you, you, it's not believable to me. And I get the whole, it's taking time to build, and it's a, it's a cooker, and all this, but, like, emotions like that's the thing with wrestling wrestling is supposed to invoke emotion to you like when I see Undertaker looking at Mark Calloway like <laughs> yeah you know like when when you wrestling evokes emotion that's anything that you care about whether it's music the same way mm-hmm. if you watch sports and you and that's a fanatic of you of your if you're a fan of the of that that mm-hmm. is you're gonna have that emotion to it for me when I look at her as of right now, currently, not, not, not to say it won't change, not to say that it, it won't progress, but as of right now, when I look and I watch her being TBS champion, there's no emotion for me. There's no connection for me yet. And that's where it, it's hard for me because I want it. It's like, it's like when you're a child and your favorite piece of candy is... is is, is is about to be re-released. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't been around in years. And you're like, I want this so bad. Or Christmas. I want this toy so bad. Mm-hmm. You get it, you're like, is this really what I wanted? Is this really what all it's right. all coked up to be? All right. So like I just for me mean. as the fan, like it has nothing to do with her end ring. All that stuff is gonna grow and it's gonna mm-hmm. and it's gonna progress and that's fine. The character-wise, because you sitting here saying I'm not bitch, but then yet you win the title and you rich your child. I, I, there's a there's a level of confusion there for me for 2.5 seconds. <laughs> now you so see, I now you see. Her. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. You know, like we've been here for three years, right? I'm I'm mm-hmm. telling you as example. The copy that you have now was not there when we first started, and a lot of people say that. If you watch episode one until now, they said mm-hmm. nothing to connect with me, but now Janelle really does connect because. She owned her position. She knows mm. what she's doing. She really own it, own it, own it. So mm. you saying that, oh, she really like kid, whatever, whatever. To me, I seeing that, yo, she's developing her character. So now mm. when she want to interview to say, oh, you saw a kid, yeah, I want to see my kid that I'm doing this. She mm. connects to the like she connects to the mother. You she, no, that's maybe, fine. But let me finish though. Let me finish though. So I'm using that example because. A lot of people told me in the beginning that they didn't connect with you at first. Because Janelle was still trying to figure out, I was like, yeah, I get it. But now, like I said earlier, you became that bitch, nigga. Understanding that you're part owner of a company. You have that to your name, son. 
At first, you didn't have that. So you have different swags, you know, when you first entered until now. I'm seeing from the standpoint of people telling me and how I see them. So this is why I said that. Give her the same that grace that people gave you. It takes I mean, time to be in I a position. I never said I wouldn't. Right, but it takes time to be in a position <laughs> where everybody's criticizing you, everything you do. Mm. You're not perfect enough. You're not doing this right, this, that, and third. Oh, my God. You should stand up. like, yo, give me time. That's mm. what I'm telling people. The thing, though, is that, granted, from the beginning to now, we're, we're all very different. We all bring different things to the table. But I'm once again, that was a... Mm -hmm, that I'm was, saying. I mean, our foundation is the same. Like, we are, like, who we are as people is the same. Like, Come but on, the girl. different things we, we're doing in wrestling has changed and altered, and that's fine. But the thing is, though, is I'm not negating what you're saying. If I, and like I said before, I didn't say that how I feel now is how I'm going to feel down the road either. Well, I, I'm only, my only, when we were talking about was currently, like today, like, mm -hmm. today. Mm. Not promo question. from three years from now. But question, um, Derek, this is your show. What's your next question? Because um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just take it over again. I'm just man. Listen, when you in the when you in the presence of greatness, you know what I'm saying. You sit back, you chill, you Thank listen. You. you know what I mean. But real talk, talk, man. Day, we so can talk all day. We could. We could. We could. I dig it. No, I dig it. Shout out to Sir Wilkins, man. Um, honestly, that was a good transition, though, while we're talking about the subject of characters, while we're talking about comparing wrestlers in this term at, um, keeping the subject and keeping it all Black intended, you know, for Black history. Let's get into this, and let me ask you guys, uh, what does it mean right now to be Black in pro wrestling? Like, given what Black wrestlers have gone through over the years, from the start to now and the evolution of the black wrestler. Like, what does it mean today to be a black pro wrestler? It's like playing GTA. Ooh, okay. Explain, sir. So it's like playing GTA. How many stars you got today? Huh? How many what? How many stars? You got today. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's you like two stars, you know, two stars, you know that. Yeah, so hmm. it's like you, you you try to get five stars, which mm -hmm. you might get shot at, but it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> okay. And problematic so, as fuck. You, you got problematic shit like hookers, street gangsters, and a mm -hmm. bunch of shit that's trying to kill you, including <laughs> social media. <laughs> okay, okay. And the ICW and, and the IWC. And then you got your missions mm -hmm. that you deal with the white promoters and that know nothing about you. But then... You really love, you really want to finish the finish the mission because it's a job. Okay, okay. But the game is on super hard mode because you're, you're black. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's like if you're white, I like that because your white counterparts start off with all the guns. You start off with the pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got the cheat so, code, right? Yeah. They don't give us a cheat code. White people got it automatically. We Dang. don't have a cheat code. We're going to go that route. But, but the, <laughs> thing, the, the thing is, it's like one of the greatest gifts and curses in professional wrestling has been the internet and social media. Mm. And being a black wrestling fan, you get to meet other wrestling, black wrestling fans a lot easier now. Like, for instance, we're, we're on this podcast right now talking to you, mm -hmm. and we're all 
cut from the same kind of cloth of like being a black wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. having this conversation. We're connecting. We're getting to know each other. But yeah. how did this happen? You 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 found us through social media, yeah, and that's true. how we found other other people mm-hmm. to um, to be our to be fans, to be fans, to be fans. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, we're sponsoring a show that Janelle's going to in like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, all black show. Mm-hmm. How did we find out about it? Social media. Shout out to Kiki because she posted about it. She's one of the, the, the um, people. She's doing commentary, commentary for yeah, the show down there. But it's like we find it through social media, and then being a wrestling, being a wrestler. Mm-hmm has helped because we're getting more support through social media. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Faye's trial that she did on Twitter, I talk about it all the time. It was trending around the world. Swole's Twitter trial was trending around the world mm-hmm. because of social media, people supporting, like, you know what I mean? And there, there's this, it's like this weird dichotomy right now. Like, social media fucking sucks because you have, like, these racist IWC people who say fucked up shit, but then you have support, beautiful support mm-hmm. on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So it is like it's fun. It's you're driving through and you're driving through some favorite music. And you mm-hmm. might get but then you might get shot at by some random social media post saying that you trash in the ring and that I that they hate black wrestlers or something something like that. But <laughs> but then you 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 get your health up because another social media post does make you feel good about yourself, Come and on. you get through a mission and you get a title. Like we saw back to back champions that were black. Come okay. on, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I I have my issues with Biggie's, you know, fall from grace. Come but, on, talk about it. He got Kofi. Go ahead, talk about it. Talk he, about he, it, he did better than Kofi, though. He did better than Kofi, though. He did better so, than Kofi, but he, he was definitely a transitional champion, but the one thing we did get out of it, it's kind of like, it's this double-edged sword where we saw Biggie's like, like, fall from grace, but then we got Bobby Lashley two-time WWE champion. it. Listen, mm-hmm. I, well, I could tell y'all, like, even from when I went to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. the pop Bobby got when he came out, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then fast forward to Royal Rumble again, mm-hmm. where you're, yeah. he's facing Brock Lesnar and Brock got a pop because we all pop for Brock any time of the day. Oh, yeah. But the pop Bobby got too. I was just like, we are, as fans in this building are confused. Like, we don't know. <laughs> Who we want to win at this point? Who we want to win, exactly. And and in all honesty, and being there, I don't see it played out any other way. How was when Bobby won? Like, how was the pop? It was crazy. Like, you could have passed out. Like, (laughs) I tell you, it was. It's just something different. And like I said, wrestling evokes emotion. And when you're behind someone emotionally. That's a different type of vibe. That's a different type of feeling where you're like, oh my God, like think about it. Like when we, I always look, you think about this. When, when we, um, we interview D-Lo, we went from interviewing D-Lo to then yeah. meeting him. We all met him. him. Well, I met him before, but we yeah. all met him all together. That's a 
different type of feel. Come on. Where like we had like casual conversations with him and laugh with him and and chopped it up like me is what what's different about wrestling now especially for us mm-hmm. as whether it's black media whether it's black wrestlers like we find support within each other and it's a different type of level like yes. it's not your average support where you're just like well i'm just gonna i'm gonna buy a t-shirt and call it a day no i'm gonna actually have conversations with no. these individuals and i'm going to help them get to a certain place that they wish to be there's friends we've had that, you know, are on the indies right now. And for instance, Jabber Slam. Mm-hmm. We're very good friends with two of three. Well, we're friends with all of them, but mm-hmm. two out of the three are prolific. We've seen them from the beginning of their career. Like when they first started training, yeah. like we yeah. all became friends and seeing their struggle and see their upcoming. And when we were putting together Jabber Slam, even before the pandemic, we just straight up asked them. I said, "What?" Ma- I said, "Who would y'all like to wrestle? Who? Who is it that y'all would want to as a three as a three person team? Who would y'all want to go out there?" And when they said Shane Taylor Promotions, I said, "Say less." Mm-hmm. Come on. I said, "Say less." Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. "Okay." Say less. Boom. And then fast forward to us then building our relationship with Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor Promotions to then now. When Jabba Sam came around, it was like this was the match, and there was no other match for them because yeah. this is, you know, they expressed that that that's what they want, and I think that's the level of that's a different level of support that we're in right now. Where mm. if the opportunity presents itself and we know we can do it, mm. let's just do it ourselves. Like that was yeah. always our thing when we decided to do a, a wrestling show. Mm. Like for me, a little girl wrestling, watching wrestling at six, I would have never imagined fast forward almost 25 years later doing a wrestling show, a predominantly all-black wrestling show at that, there's yeah. just, there was nothing you could have told me 10 years ago that that was going to happen. So, like, for us, it's just a different level of, like, if they're not going to give us the opportunity, we're going to make it ourselves. And I think that's what makes it such a unique time in wrestling right now because you have certain players involved where mm-hmm. they can make that happen. And if not, they're going to find somebody that's going to make it happen. So like us mm-hmm. sponsoring shows has been probably the number one thing that's helped us across the board because mm-hmm. we've not only built relationship with the promotion, we built relationship with the actual wrestlers, we built mm-hmm. re- relationship with the referees. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just so many different Shout things. Out to Nick. It makes like our favorite referee, Nick Shin. Um, <laughs> but it's been able for us to then cultivate this community that we've had, whether and it doesn't matter where we're from. It's always like when we all link everybody know what time it is mm-hmm. and that's just yeah. that's the beauty i think being a black wrestling fan right now it's like you're not pushed away you're like no come come here mm-hmm. let's all hold each other up because <laughs> if on. they're not going to do it let's do it ourselves so i think that's always been i think for us always been the let's make this platform and let's build it i love it. um i guess for me when it means to be black in wrestling is is building a foundation of mm-hmm. having a place that people could be themselves in the blacks in, in the whole black wrestling and showing the world that there's many different kinds of blacks instead mm-hmm. of the one you see on television. We're not we're not the stereotype that the palm colored people presented to us. We beyond that, meaning that there may be a guy at the wrestling event that mm-hmm. who's wearing a suit, who's the guy that 
who's the player player, but yet he loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. And like right next to him is the guy that who may be the nerdiest and nerdiest, but yet they're the best of friends because they have common issues in wrestling. You know, it's mm-hmm. bringing the people that who don't have that self love, the people who have the self love, to show each other that yo, I could do this too. You understand? Mm-hmm. And for us, for me, is showing our community that anything is possible if you just put your mind to it. Only thing mm-hmm. stopping you is you. Only thing, mm-hmm. only thing you fighting against every morning is you. Mm-hmm. Only person you have to be better than is you. Mm-hmm. And I always want to curse everybody, especially as black people, that yo, you got this. And don't use what, don't use the whole ideology that the white man got to save me, wait to just save yourself. Because mm-hmm. you just got to put the work in. You know, we got so many different people. Look look at, um, dang, look at some of the people we know. Stan, you know, that he's independent wrestling. Oh, he's independent wrestling. Like, why he's my team went to school with my brother. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like, they went to school with <laughs> to see him. Come on. They're like, oh, wow. He actually put it work in to put his dream forth. And for us having this podcast, we give a platform for everybody to eat. Because in this mm-hmm. past, on this podcast game, this audio, this media, everybody eats. But people yes. don't understand that because they want to bring the doggy dog mentality into this world by not realizing that, yo, you don't have to listen to the podcast they come out. You can listen any time when you want to. Everyone mm-hmm. eats. And one thing I want to create is a, is a safe space what we have for more wrestlers to come on and talk to us. You know, the one thing that I always do is when I talk to wrestlers, I'll I'll always ask, you know, fuck the wrestling. How you doing mentally? Because if you're not here up here, how can you perform effective in the ring? Because you put, my my brother says, you have someone else's life in your hands. So this is why we tell a lot of fans that go to science. I know it's just like, wrestlers may have issues, but they still have to work together. This is why they had to squash the heat real quick because if you do something out of spite, that little slight move, you could kill me. So mm-hmm. bring back one thing together is this is why that I like I take pride of cultivating and help cultivate a community where not just us black people come in there, people just all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You understand? And if you even look at my crew, like even look at what I was saying earlier, what we represent mm-hmm. is many different types of blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm that dude that love hood, hood, hood stuff, smoking weed, but I'm the same exact time. I'm talking to you by God. My brother into fitness or whatever, but yeah, in the same sentence, he's talking about anime. Yo, you saw tight on Tackins, da da da. Janelle, mm-hmm. you know, she's the type that she may talk about all these girly stuff, whatever, whatever, but yeah, mm-hmm. she giving you football stuff by the way. Let me finish, Janelle. Let me f- go ahead. <laughs> Like Janelle may be talking about brunch, all these damn girly stuff. Like, I don't want to hear this, but it seems like token. She can teach you how to win a fantasy football. This is why that we are the first time tag team champions of the mixed tag. You know, where's our fucking belt? Not the point. But <laughs> understanding that this is and this is what I this this is what I'm trying to say is you see how that we just not one dimensional. We want to show the black community that it's okay to be multi dimensional. Mm-hmm. Lay yourself up that makes you for you. Whatever you into, you define it because that's you. So this yeah. is what the message I love to preach about the sense of unity, a sense of freedom, enlightenment is if you could dream it, you could do it. Come on, bro. Simple. We're like we're a bunch of kids that who had a dream and it came true. And we like we basically helped like 
shout out to my brother, the oracle of this, the brainchild of this, mm-hmm. the quarterback. Yo, if he does not throw the ball, I can't run it. I mean, if he doesn't pass the ball, I can't run it. If he does not throw the ball to Janelle, how can Janelle catch it? And mm-hmm. if I'm not blocking, how can Janelle score a, a, a score a touchdown? If Janelle is not cutting the man when I come off that corner, mm-hmm. how can I score? Even if I may not score in that drive, I mean that score, we're gonna get some kind of yardage. Come on. That's how we operate. I love it, man. Sir Wilkins, you got anything you wanna add real quick, bro? <laughs> I think they said everything. Did everything, Drew. <laughs> Look at that. So smooth, man. This guy's just so smooth. You gotta love it, man. Look at he's like, yo, no, they said everything that I need to say. Like, um, I, I love how you guys answered those questions. Um, I will add to what you guys were just saying uh, real quick. Um, I do remember listening to an episode on you guys' show one time when you, uh, Mr. Black, when you talked about different types of Black. Like, I remember, and I can't remember if you made this comparison or if Sir Wilkins did, but I remember y'all had a discussion when y'all were talking about the diversity of Naomi, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and y'all were talking about like the different versions of black that they represent, you know, and yeah. how you guys were talking wow. about like that's a throwback. <laughs> throwback, right? Wow. But that stuck, yeah. you know, that stuck because it was one of those things you didn't really think about until you really sat back and realized like all three of these women do give you a different type of black in a way where you don't really even think about that. Like how it was just like, yeah, you know, Naomi's kind of like that girl. You could tell she like probably listens to the lo-fi, you know, be out there the party and comes out with the glow, you know? So I should give you that attitude, you know what I'm saying? It's just like representing that girl from the block a little bit, you know, and Bianca like, uh, hey, nah, girl, uh-uh, hold on. What's that all about? You know, giving you the flashiness and like, it's, just cool how everybody represents something different and shows that you could be whatever you want to be, however you want to be it. And um, so all of that is just really dope to say, I love those answers you guys gave. And it's a good transition because now I want to know who inspired you guys? What, who are some of your personal black inspirations in wrestling? The Rock. Oh God. Off top. Off top. Okay. It's not all time. That's the only answer he's going to give you. Yes. <laughs> the only answer. I'm not mad at it. 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 That's it. That's it. He's going to say the rock. That's it. Janelle, go ahead. <laughs> what? He always No, 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 no. I, I got this dog. I got this big dog. I said for me, my, I got, in wrestling, I got wrestling and outside wrestling. It's for me, my one of my biggest inspirations. I met him and interviewed him. This is why well, this is this is why life is the power of the tongue. You spoke it and it happened. Um, Jim Johnson's coming to show very soon. I'm, I'm saying it right now. It's gonna happen. So D'Lo Brown, because D'Lo Brown tell me that, yo, I just like his style, man. Like if you was wrestling in, in the in the um, Roots Regression era where you came up, you would have been WWE champion or competing for that. This Come man on. was a definition of no matter where you are in the card, mm-hmm. you always make your moments matter. Him going to the ring, head bopping, whatever. Mm-hmm. Come on, that stands out to this day. Because it's yeah. just, you've taken your moment. So this is why I love dealing with my head. Outside of wrestling, is Charlemagne. Um, Charlemagne yeah. taught me that, yo, always be yourself regardless. And always be yourself. Don't let anyone tell you anything differently. And as long mm-hmm. as you're doing it out of pure heart, 
you got this. And never be afraid to evolve as a person, but don't lose yourself. And don't become a character of yourself. Like, mm. I had to learn that Mr. Black is not a character. Mr. Black is me. And I learned that from Charlemagne. Come on. Okay. I love this. I love um, it. Inspiration. I mean, Macho Man. Freaking, freaking fight, right? But Macho Macho's an adopted black. But <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Adopted black. I we'll mean, accept I, it. I, I, Outside of, well, you got no choice. <laughs> okay? Come he on. dropped a whole diss track on Hogan. So. Yeah, yeah. True. Who else is doing that? No, because he's just talking about the fire. Outside of wrestling, honestly. Oprah? It is. Oh, mommy. No. No. I, first of all, Freaking frack down here and on the podcast level as because they, no, you dummies. Um, you and your brother. Selena. I say that because whenever I think we were at that point of like this is it, mm. we always came to like we're in this together. Yeah. As much as and I tell yeah. you. There's a we talked about it on our two hundredth episode. There's a hole in a wall at our first studio. <laughs> there is a testament of all of the trials and tribulations that we've gone through. But no, um, just all of us growing as individuals, all of us growing um, in wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and seeing you know, and seeing the growth and being a part of it. Um, they are probably just as much as an inspiration to that than anybody in wrestling. Because we're in this together, and you know, I'm forever thankful of it. Actually, because it, it was a, it was a oops. Mm. It I actually <laughs> it was. Wilkins it actually was. he posted. I'll never forget it. He posted on Facebook. He was like, "Is there any females that want to talk about wrestling?" I messaged this nigga like, "You have the audacity to post that and not ask me? Are you Ooh. kidding me?" But then, but it, to his to his take though, mm. I can be a bit busy, so he was trying to be considerate. As my best friend, yeah. But I took it as like, nigga, I'm right here. Come on. And with with Mr. Black, it, it was a complete like oops thing that happened that we spoke about yeah. off camera. Uh, that we spoke about before. Yeah. But she does that stuff. She never did that, right? She never went on vacation. There is there is no one else like I'm not on the show or one of them is not on the show. It it the vibe isn't the same. So that's mm-hmm. how we know that the three of us, it, 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 that's just what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that no one, like anyone else has come on and, and done the show, that it's not great, but it's just, for us, it's always just, it's just us. Like only the three of us understand certain things that really no one else will. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, actually, because you sent me kind of the rundown, one mm-hmm. person I do want to acknowledge that doesn't get acknowledged as much mm-hmm. actually is Norman Smiley. And I say that Yes. Because wow. Uh, so growing up, I was a heavy like I love WCW. Yes. Up until like about the nine nine and the two thousands, there was really nothing outside. I mean, outside of NWO dumb shit all the time. But mm-hmm. WCW was always entertaining to me. And mm-hmm. as silly as Norman Smiley as fucking checking and driving down that fucking ramp, <laughs> just to to know the career of what he's been through and. To where he's, you know, he started off, you know, once again, in ring wrestler, one of a, a really good technical wrestler at that. 
mm-hmm. um, to where he is now, where he's doing more training, he's mm-hmm. doing more behind the scenes, he's doing more producing. Like mm-hmm. those are the things that you appreciate because you basically are giving back to what gave to you. Yeah. And honestly, doesn't get talked about as much as he probably should. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when you look back at that time, you always think it's just all a bunch of dumb shit. Because like him, Ernest the Cat, Miller, like low-key, they was no. out here promoting. Yeah. Yes. They're really giving it them they're all and, and not for nothing. They were probably one of the few black men on WCW outside of Harlem Heat. Yeah. That is true. That's a great take. That, that was in WCW <laughs> at that time. And half of it was Harlem Heat. So I did it today. But no, I, I wanted to bring T, up Norman. Don't forget him. Big T. Well, I train all type of shit. But anyway, but Norman hey, Collins doesn't name. get Dang. Are we are we gonna throw uh we throwing Dennis Rodman in there by any chance since he was a no, part of the not. And you know damn well <laughs> we not doing that. Just like we not throwing in Carl Malone ass. We not doing that. That match was fire. That match was fire. Oh, come on. For, for the celebrity levelness of wrestling, yes. There was great storytelling. Hands yeah, down. I mean, one of the, the best, best buildups they had. Yeah. Yes. And the best rest, the and best celebrity wrestler of all time. Because then they they went on Jay Leno and fucked shit up. Like it was, it was a lot. Like Eric Bischoff gave it his all on that one. Man, that was the end. I had to I, when you gave me that question early. I had to think about it, and I said, "No, mm-hmm. I'm gonna mention Norman Spotless. Nobody mentions him, and I definitely think he's definitely a great person and asset in wrestling, and that mm-hmm. represents us." Um, so I had to just give him his. I had to give him his flowers real quick because I was like, Listen. "Yo, I'm so glad you did that too." Because the funny thing was, um, again, shout out to my bro Daryl Shaw. Like on the episode I did Lord. with him, no lie, I literally said the same thing because it just hit me, and I was like, "I feel like nobody talks about Norman uh much." <laughs> so we we on the same accord with that because I was like, "Dog." Like, oh, it's over, it's over. Like, 
Oh my god, Janelle, man. You do this every week, Janelle. (laughs) They're not coming back. On top of, listen, on top of, of, you know, talking to one of the members, Mm -hmm. personally, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot left on the table that not everybody is privy to. Come on. Is all I'm going to say. Hey, I'll leave it at that. Sir, Sir Wilkins, you said it best. I mean, you were one of the first to break that story before that was really coming about with, with the whole breakup situation. Because you, again, coffee talk with Sir Wilkins, man. You literally broke that down to a T of why you shouldn't break them up so soon. And somehow, I know somebody had to listen to you out there for them to still do it, but like, Try to tease it and bring it back a little later the way they did. Like still somebody heard it. still teasing it exactly. Still like, teasing somebody it. be still listening. Teasing. We know that. <laughs> it, it, we always it, said it, that it, in certain things. We said that the next week we was like, did that happen? Yeah, oh, it yeah. happens all the time. That is true. That is true. Like <laughs> happens all the time. You know they got spies out there that listen to us because I feel like there's some things I've said on the show before that migrated their way on the creators. I feel like they 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 got their spies out there listening well, to well, us. They, they make sure that they have people there listening because they want to listen, have their ears to the streets. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be oblivious to what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Oh. It's 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 just one of those things, man. But I totally agree, man. We do need uh some form of the hurt business back or something you know we, we those black factions man there's nothing like them man you got a nation oh, of domination you got hurt business team bad you know it just team bad was trash like like team like team what? Bad, like did have gold to like solidify you as a great faction you need to acquire gold ah, i think it was before i think it was before its time like looking back Ah, like, like go. in all honesty, go. so one thing I noticed um, from NXT, mm-hmm. and it's an appreciation that I have that I didn't realize until last night, was that not for nothing, Toxic Attraction is the only female stable in WWE. Let that let that sit there for a second. If let's say they ever thought to do like a remix of Team Bad, it would have to currently right now in okay. WWE. Toxic Attraction is the only female stable in the company. If they thought and was, I don't want to say smart, but if they thought about doing a, a female, a, a black, a team bad, but NXT level, mm-hmm. to go against them, mm. that's dollar bills. Dollar bills. I'm going to say. But I had no, but when I noticed um, Masha that um, Mandy Rose and I love how they just uh, low key just re redid Mandy shit, but that's another story for a different day. Yeah. But just the whole like the stable looking out for each other, helping her win, and then EO Ooh. coming out. But it was just like if they had another all female stable to go against this female stable, like how they had undisputed era. If they had a female undisputed era version, or just something of that mm. nature, like. It's a, it's a game changer, and it, uh, whoever decides to do it first is going to change low-key the landscape of, of how we look at women in wrestling. And let them go to war? Like, I'm talking about war. Like, they fight backstage. It's just like, dang. It's on-site beef. It has to be on that level on-site for it yeah. to work. It ha- well, I'm talking about they have to do extreme stuff. Like, I won't see girls, like, on some, like, 
They fight in back. Also, bring back some DX kids where you lock one girl in the locker room. I mean, everyone wrestling them, and you just beat up on one up in the ring. Like, they beat up on, mm. yo, they beat up on China, son. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was a one-woman faction, though, so it's cool. Yeah, China yeah. beat on by a bunch of men in the ring. Yo, I don't think that's problematic. That's good storytelling because, to me, I see it as, Try to hold her own, son. And she mm. was hold on for a minute, son. But you know people gonna miss that whole mark. Oh, uh, they beat her on da, da, da. I don't know, but imagine <laughs> on site beef, like, yo, they playing Twitch, they beat them up, or like they chilling, walking their dog, they jumped the dog in the person. Oh my god. The mm. nail salon you jumped on, the tanning bed, yo. <laughs> brunch, they Just... fight that brunch. Come on, son. Like APA used to come out and fuck people up. Yeah, on, yo. like that. Yeah, Janelle's right. If they're gonna do this, it has to be very like happy a blood for you, B. The nail salon get her nails done. They jumping though, yo. You know what? Whoever's listening, whoever's listening, just tell me. Dog, if they can find a way we'll to do it. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans over the WWE. They would be the perfect two candidates. And then you just add one more to that pie. And I feel like you good. You good. Because Tasha Steeles looks like she's ready now, man. She looks like she's ready for that WWE push now. Listen, don't be surprised if she becomes Impact Champion. Oh, I'm praying for it, man. Man, what? Look, we already got a Black Impact Champion on the men's side. So get the the Black woman the title, man. Let's go. Let's go. And this is is why I be telling people about Impact. If you're Mm -hmm. really a wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. you're going to watch Impact. Because Impact Mm -hmm. and put on bangers. Come on. Forever. For people always say, like, oh, it's TNA, they didn't whack stuff. TNA at one point was AEW. The laughing stock, laughing stock. Now look. They created so much stars at the ring. They reinvented. Matt Hardy was able to reinvent himself. Really? Rich Swan became the first person to hold two different ties from two different companies. Impact. And TNA wrestling, nobody talks about that. Mm. Nobody, because you know why. <laughs> he looked like me. No, because the TNA title was a was was is not recognized. You have to really realize Moose went into a fucking archive to grab that belt and said, "This is my title." Oh, so when Kenny does it. They, they, they recognize it, right? When the black man does it, they don't, right? I don't recognize that shit. I'm just talking about I you. Because y'all, <laughs> y'all already knew I had issues with that shit from the beginning. Nope. I was like, when I that see, shit is TNA is not TNA no more. When I, see, not. when I see my boy Rich Swan on Saturday at Hogs, I'm going to tell him that. Come on. I've got to tell my boy. Come you know, on. Like, I can't wait to meet him, dog. Like, I met him for <laughs> mad times. Like, mad times. Just yeah. know... We have a lot of high times. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. I see what you did there. Take it in. You know, and, and shout out to you, Mr. Black. I, I've always, um, out of all the promotions, definitely, I've always liked rock, riding with Impact, man. Um, you're always going to love WWE. Um, and like I said, I love what AEW is, but I don't know. I feel like Impact right now just has a nice little balance. But despite 
who probably pays attention to it 100 and who doesn't i do feel right. like they have you know like right. especially now their characters their talent i still felt like they had the best women's division even when nxt had the best okay. women's division. i i was rolling with impact personally In- impact you know? impact has the second best Impact is very consistent with the women's division. That's what holds them above everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like everybody will go to these ebb and flows, but Impact is like steady when it comes to the women's division. I agree. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And uh, I mean, shout out to even what they do with this uh, digital media title they created. That was kind of different. You know, to see. the way Matt Cardona just came through and just like, you know, pulled a heel move on Jordan Grace to take the title. I'm like, wow, this guy's really out here killing it in the Indies and, uh, you know, showing, hey, I'm a whole new person right now. So, yeah. you know, hey, you know, more power to him. But um, definitely, guys, uh, another thing, we're going to take this on the music side of things because I know y'all some music heads, man. So we're going we're gonna to take this. And I want to ask y'all, man, right now, what would you say is your top five? Top five greatest black wrestling themes. <laughs> hey, I, I, um, maybe The Rock it um with um Method Man. Ooh, okay, okay. I like um, Keith Lee's theme song before they changed to that bullshit. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you. Bobby Lashley's theme song is a fucking bop. It's a fucking Jaws theme song, low key. Come and on. And I'm just like, this shit is hard. Yeah. Ricky Starks. No, not Ricky Starks. Um, not Ricky Starks. Not Ricky Starks. Um, who else? Harlem Heat theme song. You can't, you can't knock that. Come on. OG. OG. Yes, sir. Oh, Nation of Domination theme song. We are the best. Then when they had the white nigga wrapping them out, that's what got me in the beginning. What are we doing? What? Yeah, that did throw why, but it was just like, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, though? Certain theme songs wrestling invokes emotion. When I can physically tell you hearing and being live to seeing Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, and mm-hmm. hearing both theme songs and both entrances like that, come on, there, there's there, there's really nothing that kind of can top that. Like that, I just don't know how. You know, I mean, yes, Rocky, Rocky coming out when I went to in Dallas when he had the rock sign oh. and he lit it on fire. Mm-hmm. That was hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess for me is oh that's easy. Number one is D'Lo Brown. Boy. That um D Lo Brown, Mark Henry, Hall of Pain, someone go and get the ass for come on. That's a bomb, son. That's a street profit. I love that B. I love oh. Monkey Fox. Uh, okay. Um, um, some some guy in the you gotta you have to look him up. Oh, Darius Carter theme song. Darius Carter. Nice. Yeah. You forget about Ken Broadway's theme song? Oh, oh King Broadway. Come on. Look at these two yeah. guys, Darius Carter and Ken Broadway. They're number for the type of the Indies. 
Come on. The fourth one. Yo, you know what? Let us, me give you a little ball to my to my nigga my team. Song. The one that our the theme, theme song, song is pretty dope. Yeah, our theme Come song. on. That Jabberton's <laughs> theme do go hard, yo, bro. Yo, Montezzi, he made our theme song, Big Swole theme song, Sammy Guevara, and he's on the AEW Black History mixtape. So listen. Listen, he got bangers, B, so I got to give my love to my TZ, B. And don't forget the remix, B, with my son Joshua. <laughs> yo, listen, man. Yeah. Yo, you guys are working, man. He ain't black, though, but he, he good people. Shout out to Vlad. You know, like, shout out to Vlad. Like, he good oh, people, though, Vlad. son. He ain't yeah. black, though, but yeah, shout him out, though, son. Yeah, all, you know. Oh, 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 one more guy. Um, shout out to my team one brother, Michael Bostic. My son got an RB voice. He <laughs> like you put it on me. Your, your friend, <laughs> your friend is putting you over. He can't hear it. Come on, <laughs> dropper. Dropper. <laughs> uh, I got a little shout out, man. You know, there's this, uh, there's this up and coming artist out here, man. You know, did a song for a really dope black female, you know, independent uh, wrestler by the name of Trisha Dora. You know, your boy highlight real, man. He coming pretty soon, man. He doing things. Got some stuff oh, with really? the boy Josiah Williams coming. Actually, we got a couple bangers in the bank, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's that's for you know future reference right there. But yeah. you know, that's that's just you know the exclusive there. You know, the, hey, shout out to my botch maniacs. They know out there. But anyways, man, uh, real talk. We know that uh, Sir Wilkins's uh, phone is literally about to die so you know in the meantime yeah, I'm gonna, yeah i know right I, thank you guys so much man um i don't want to well, hold y'all oh thank you yeah, hey, you know it's love y'all fam it's, man and we love it's to have rare that we're on the other side of yeah. the show so it's always fun when yes. we're able to just like talk and Be not off. have to worry yeah. about conducting ourselves the same way thank you for having us um and Absolutely. once again we wish you nothing but the best anything you Man. need any any help or listen yeah, we're know. all here to help each other Absolutely. so you always let us know um, you're always welcome to come out to new york for a viewing party or two yes come definitely 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 can't wait man i'm looking forward to coming up there to the nyc Showing love with the Java Tears, popping over to everybody because those watch parties look so epic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your boy gonna come in there, gonna come with the OG original belt, you know what I'm saying? 100 because the boy is a life box champion, custom made one time, man. So bring this, spread it with the peoples and let them know what's up, baby. So, hey, that's how we do around here, man. That's how we do. But uh, much love. Real quick, everybody tell them where they can find and follow you guys all the time because the job of tears is literally everywhere baby um you can follow my personal page underscore mr black drop the k to c's um you can follow us on instagram at job of tears podcast and you also join our facebook group the job of tears podcast facebook group you can follow us on twitter the job of tears and please 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 check out all other shows on the job of tears network the zone talk your sports mr black fanhood um, yes. two and a half bro season two is coming back we got mm -hmm. um nelly's game night that's coming back for season two very soon though so, yeah. so please 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 check out what we have to offer though son, because yes. the java tears podcast is one of the podcasts it's a network come on baby yes sir that's a bar. rocks with it i rocks with it um 
Y'all already know, man. Hey, Mr. Black said it best. Y'all already know. Make sure y'all follow all things Java Tears Podcast. Look out for a future Java Slam 2 coming to you soon, man. Because August, trust me. August 20, August 2022, Java Slam 2. Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll release the date very soon, but I will say it will be in August because WWE Ooh. beat us to the punch. Because oh. they're doing SummerSlam the end of July. But so yes, no Java Sam 2, August 2022. Um, those that um any any shows that once again you guys are at, you see us, come say hi. We're in mm-hmm. I'll be in Dallas this weekend. Um next weekend, um, we'll all be in DC um for Sweet. Fight Club's um show where they're main eventing Swole and um and Trisha Dora. So we'll be there for that. Um, and yeah, just once again, support independent wrestling, support black wrestling, um, support each other. And that's it. it. You already know. Speaking of supporting each other, also one last thing I gotta say, I gotta, speaking of black history, gotta shout out Miss Janelle from HR being a co-owner of a promotion. You know what I mean? That's black history in its own right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got to bow to the queen. I mean, you know, Charlotte <laughs> be out here talking about queen this. Nah, we got a queen right here in front of us, ladies and gentlemen, right. literally letting people know what's up when you're out here making <laughs> the moves right. Right. behind right. the scenes. So, right. uh, and shout out to my black kings over here that's already promoting the brand, got a <laughs> network, letting them know what's up out in these streets and working these indie streets, man. So again, it's your boy, Dwayne, a.k.a. The Highlight Reel, right here with the Life's a Bosch podcast. And I just want to say thank y'all so much for tuning in. Until next week, same time, same place. Hey, y'all, we out this thing. Let's go. Later.